Tanner Morgan will be the key on how far this team can go. Yes, the defense is important. Yes, Mo Ibrahim back is important, but Tanner Morgan could be the difference between a conference championship and less. We'll talk about it on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. They're our sponsor for today's episode. Welcome in to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the show, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers football with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. We're jumping back to football again after a brief talk of basketball yesterday, and today we are talking about Tanner Morgan, one final ride. But first, be sure to subscribe on YouTube and join our community. We're building this thing up. Uh, I want to see you guys interacting. I want to see y'all having some fun and getting some enjoyment out of what we're doing here as Gopher fans, as the Gophers football team takes off this season starting next week. One week from today, the Gophers will be playing their first game against New Mexico State and former coach Jerry kill and we're expecting a win there if there's not a win there folks it's gonna be a rough season coach kills team is rated as the worst or the lowest rated team in all of fbs so we better win that game if we don't we're in for a long ride but i do believe we'll win that in many more games this season this team could win a conference Divisional championship is what I should say. They can win the division, the Big Ten West, but can they win the conference? Can they beat an Ohio State or a Michigan or whoever comes out of the East and try to not only win the conference but sneak into the playoffs or something of the sort? A high New Year's Six Bowl? Can they do that? Well, all of that rides on one major thing in my opinion, and that is how Tanner Morgan takes a hold of this season. Now, I want to stress, I want to stress that the defense can absolutely carry this team like we saw last year. Mo Ibrahim can carry this team like we've seen in previous years. But that's going to get us to contend for the division. That's going to get us to win many games. But if we want to have the full-on, all-out opportunity of trying to win the conference then winning that conference and trying to be real contenders towards a college football playoff, that will take the absolute best version of Tanner Morgan. Every single game on our schedule is a winnable game. I want to say that one more time. Every single game on the Gophers schedule this season is a winnable game. 
Michigan State is a winnable game. Penn State is a winnable game. And then you've got Iowa and Wisconsin. Those are our four toughest opponents when it comes to rankings, when it comes to those factors. Purdue won't be a team to overlook. Nebraska won't be a team to overlook. But they are all winnable games. There's no game on the schedule that I look at and I go, that is for sure a loss. Not a single one. The Penn State game will be tough. They're going to have added motivation with it being the whiteout game, but I still believe it is a winnable game for a Penn State team that is often inconsistent and in the last two full seasons of football hasn't been better than this Minnesota Gophers program. So every single game I truly believe is winnable. Do I believe that the Gophers are going to go 12-0? No, I don't. If I'm being real with you, I don't think they're going to go 12-0. If you looked at my rankings or my prediction for the season, I actually have the Gophers going 9-3, which many Gophers fans were upset. They were upset that I put us at 9-3 saying that I was underrating us or undervaluing us. I don't think I am. Can this team go 10-2 like most people are projecting? Absolutely. I hope they do. I hope they go 11-1 or 12-0. But... There's a lot of things that can go wrong on any given day in a football game. Anything can happen. Any team going 12-0 is very difficult. The teams that you really see doing that are your Alabamas, who are just built with different caliber of players across the entire roster, across the entire depth chart. Those are the teams that are consistently pulling off undefeated seasons. Can a team get one? that isn't built like that yeah we saw cincinnati play rockstar last year make a college football playoff i can't remember if they had one loss or zero losses heading into the playoff but yes a team can do that their schedule was a lot lighter than a teams like teams in the big 10 or teams who play in the sec they're playing less heavy competition so that's more easily achieved for those teams but Winning 12 games is a difficult task for anybody. Bama lost to Texas A&M last year. I mean, Georgia was in a couple scrap heaps last year. Ohio State lost two games last year. So it can happen to anyone, folks. So no, I don't think that they're going to go 12-0. Will they be better than 8-4? Most likely. Honestly, I would be fairly shocked if they finished worse than 8-4. So to me, anywhere between 8-4 and four and 12-0 and 0 is a possibility. And then you're just looking at what is the most likely. I put us at 9-3, and three, but I would not be surprised if we're 10-2. and two. I would not. That being said, this Gophers roster has the winningest quarterback in program history at the helm to add to his win totals and extend that winningest title. Forget the negatives, but also don't overreact to the positives, but be like that quarterback himself, keeping a calm mind, a humble approach, and a next play game-by-game mentality. That is how we get to a double-digit win season. Calm mind, humble mentality, next play game-by-game. We don't have to rely on Tanner to win every game. We don't have to 
put it all on his back, which is a nice thing for the quarterback to not have all of the weight on his shoulders, but he always takes the blame, which isn't necessarily fair, which is why a lot of Gopher fans have probably soured on him in the last two years because he's been here for a long time and he was in a poor offensive system. And so he didn't look as good as 2019. And so people have soured and tired, but people sour and tire on NFL stars all the time. Patrick Mahomes has been taking more heat than normal after his first few seasons. Now Josh Allen is the golden child. Now Justin Herbert is the golden child. They'll probably take their lumps in the future years to come too because people get sick of the same old, same old. Even Tom Brady gets his fair share of criticism even though he's the most winningest quarterback in NFL history. So what I'm saying is don't let the fatigue drag you down, but appreciate what Tanner brings to this team. We don't have to rely on him to win each game, and there will be games where Mo gets us the win. There will be games where the defense can carry us to a win in some games where we need Tanner to take and lead the charge. A better offensive system will definitely help that cause. It wasn't just the OC the last two years that hurt our passing game, but the lack of adjustments to the struggles that we saw, which we'll talk about later in today's show. Now, self-scouting is a necessity at the collegiate football level and at the NFL level. Any level of football, self-scouting is very important. You have to know where your opponent is trying to expose you, and it didn't seem like that was happening with our offense under Coach Sanford when it came to the passing game. So moving forward, I believe there are three things that will help Tanner Morgan elevate this team personally. And we're going to talk about that next. But first, a message for our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs because as the fall is approaching, and it is almost here. We're literally... Next week is September. Next week when the Gophers play their first game, it is fall. It is September. So as you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier for you to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. That's right, for free. Free 99, folks. And that's not 0.99. It's free, okay? I'm stressing that. All you got to do is head over to LinkedIn Jobs and you can create a free job post within minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond on the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then you add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people. You can use tools like screening questions to make it easier for you to focus on candidates that are right for you with the right skills, the right experience, so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses like LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster, and every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
All right, so we are jumping back into it and we're talking about the three keys to unlocking Tanner Morgan this season. First off, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers and making us your first listen for Gopher Sports each and every day of the week. I appreciate it, but let's jump in. Three keys to unlocking Tanner Morgan. The first is clean gameplay, taking care of the ball. Now, Tanner has done relatively well with this. He's had low interception percentages for the most part. He's kept it under double-digit interceptions in every season he's played. But we need it to be even better. We need it to be even cleaner. And so looking at big-time throws versus turnover-worthy plays, we have to take a step up in that category. Big-time throws are a pass with excellent ball location and timing, generally thrown further down the field or in a tighter window. So that's what a big-time throw is. And in 2019, he had 15 big-time throws, 2029 big-time throws. But again, that was a seven-game season. And then 2021, he had 12 big-time throws. So he's been able to get a decent amount in there. Now, turnover-worthy plays. That's a pass that has a high percentage chance of being intercepted or a poor job of taking care of the ball and fumbling. So... Your pass doesn't necessarily have to be intercepted in order to have a turnover-worthy play. See, this is where we need it to be cleaner than it has in the past. So in 2019, he had 12 turnover-worthy plays, even in the great 2019 season. 12 turnover-worthy plays. 2020, he had 13 turnover-worthy plays. In 2021, he had 13 turnover-worthy plays. Now, how does that compare to guys that you're seeing in contention for the Heisman? Well, last year, C.J. Stroud had 22 big-time throws to 10 turnover-worthy plays. So just slightly less than Tanner when it comes to turnover-worthy plays, but a huge jump on the big-time throws. Now, we aren't expecting Tanner to put the team on his back as much as a C.J. Stroud, but less turnover-worthy plays is a need, and you'll see that as I continue to talk about these quarterbacks. Bryce Young, who won the Heisman, 27 big-time throws to nine turnover-worthy plays. But not all of your championship-caliber teams are having these huge big-time throw players. These are guys that are staples to the NFL game, likely first-round picks. We're not anticipating that Tanner is going to be a first-round pick, okay? I'm just being honest with myself there. Hopefully, he can get a job in the NFL in the future. That would be awesome. We would love to see it as Gopher fans. But that's not an expectation, and that's not what we're here to talk about. But let's talk about the champion quarterback last season, Stetson Bennett. His numbers were 13 big-time plays, big-time throws, to seven turnover-worthy plays. So Tanner has often been around that 13 mark. He shows that similarity to Stetson Bennett in that area. But the turnover-worthy plays is almost cut in half for Stetson Bennett as opposed to Tanner Morgan over his last three years. Another is Aiden O'Connell, who, well, Aiden O'Connell is a little different. Again, NFL talent, but he's the second-best quarterback by most analysts out there when it comes to Big Ten. He's behind C.J. Stroud, but often the consensus number two quarterback in the entire conference. He had 30 big-time plays, so more than C.J. Stroud, more than Bryce Young. But he had 13 turnover-worthy plays, which is right where Tanner Morgan is sitting. But again, Purdue isn't often competing for the playoffs or even the conference. So 
you see where that 13 mark, it's good. It, it can make you a really rock-solid caliber quarterback, which Tanner Morgan is. But in order to get to that next level, in order to put ourselves in contention for the conference itself, not the division, the conference, and try to get to a playoff, we have to have Tanner cut down and play cleaner. Now, the last name I want to bring up is Cade, Mc, Mc, yeah, Cade McNamara, who I apparently can't say his name. 14 big-time throws, nothing huge, but similar to Tanner, seven turnover-worthy plays, the Michigan team that went to the playoffs last year. So what you're seeing is if you don't have that NFL pro-level capability, talent, first-round type guys, then you have to be clean. Now, I'm not saying Tanner's not talented. He 15 big-time plays in 2019. In 12 last season, in a struggling year, still had 12 big-time throws. He has the talent to get up to a 20 big-time throw if he needs to. But the clean play is what we need. Turnover-worthy plays, we need less, 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 less. So that's number one. Point number two is play action in the RPO game. We saw Tanner thrive with this under Coach Soraka in 2019. Um, And it's playing to his strengths. To make the right read and the right decision, that's Tanner Morgan's strength. He is a very good decision maker, processing quickly and making the right read and the right decisions in most occasions. Now, again, we've talked about the turnover-worthy plays, so it's not always, but he's fairly good at making quick reads. Not relying on his arm talent, but more so on his decision making and keeping the ball and keeping the ball in our favor. So... Overall, allowing our defense to play its best in limited spurts. That's the big stressor here. If we're keeping the ball in our hands, allowing Mo to run, allowing Tanner to chunk the field and make the right decision-making plays to keep the ball in our hands, that's when our defense can thrive even more and take over in games, get more turnover-worthy plays to get back to our offense. So we need to stress the play-action game in the RPO because that's where Tanner thrives. His PFF grade was an 81.8 in the play action pass in 2021. That grade was a 90.1 in 2019. So you see a lot of good numbers there, good good grading for Tanner Morgan in that play action game. But where he hasn't been so great is the screen game over the last three years. Even in 2019, he was in the lower 70s as far as his screen game passing grades. He was in the 70s there. And he was in the 60s and 50s overall. Or he was in the 60s and 50s in 2021. But 2020, we saw Sanford really force the screen game. And he had an 80 grade overall in that screen game, but it's not something that we used a whole ton of. So we weren't really adjusting to Tanner's strengths, but mainly just sticking with the game plans that Sanford saw as the best for the team. Not making the adjustments, not helping us help Tanner do his best. That is mainly what we are seeing from those numbers. So the play-action game has been his strong suit, and we're seeing that worked in in these early fall practices, and you love to see it. The third point 
is anticipatory throws and keeping a clean pocket. Now, when the pocket has been kept clean for Tanner, he has been phenomenal when grading out across PFF. He's had an 89.1 in 2019, an 80.3 in 2020, and an 82.6 in 2021. So always in the 80s, which is a great passer grade on PFF. All three, when he keeps the pocket clean, he is a very good passer. Yet under pressure... In 2019, he saw a 79.7 grade. Not bad, almost the 80s, fairly good overall. But in 2020, in 2021, he saw a 41.5 and a 50.3 when he was under pressure. That is quite the difference. And that is what is telling us a huge thing. It tells us two things. One, when the pocket is kept clean, Tanner is a great and efficient quarterback, and we know that. We know that, folks. But what it tells us is Sanford's system did not have enough safety measures, safety measures or check down options when the pe- pressure collapsed. Chirac, on the other hand, had a system that addressed the issue, had check downs that were within the quarterback's line of sight to check down when there was heavy pressure. And we saw that better grade. So expect that type of offense to come back and help Tanner thrive. That is going to be a major key, is keeping the pocket clean and having good options when it's not. And the anticipatory throws are just a bonus when it comes to Tanner because that is an NFL trait. It's anticipatory throws, which Tanner is very good at. We've talked about that in the past. So those three things, keeping a clean gameplay, cutting down on the turnover-worthy plays, that's point number one. Two is really stressing the play action and RPO and allowing him to thrive in the environments that he works in best. And then three is keeping the pocket clean and allowing him to have clear options when under pressure. Those are the three main points on how Tanner can take us to the next level and take the next step as needed. So what does this all mean? That's what we're going to talk about coming up next. So to wrap it all up, to close it all off, this is Tanner Morgan's last year. It's time to appreciate it. It's time to enjoy the ride. One of, if not the best quarterback in program history as far as his accomplishments and the records that he has set. We will see improvements from Tanner from the system alone. But this Tanner Morgan that we have this year is older, he's wiser, he's more experienced than the Tanner Morgan in 2019 that worked with Coach Shiraka. He is one that has seen his fair share of crap from different defenses. He's seen ugly schemes. He's seen crazy zones. This is a Tanner Morgan that is comfortable with addressing and suggesting what he is seeing to his offensive coordinator and working in tandem with him. That's something that we didn't see much in 2019 because it was kind of He was young. He was getting his feet wet. He was just getting into the system. Now he has that confidence. He has the maturity. He has the ability to read and understand the field more. He can operate in tandem with Coach Shiraka to explain what he's seeing and what Coach Shiraka is seeing from the booth. That gives us a more leeway. That gives us a lot more leeway to make adjustments on the fly and adjust as the game goes on and to adjust to the different packages that are thrown our way and schemes that are thrown our way throughout games. Fans might be tired of the same old, same old, but I truly do not believe this is going to be the same old Tanner Morgan. 
Tanner Morgan can make NFL-level throws. Now, that's not me crowning him as an NFL-level player, but he can throw guys open. And the way he can throw guys open and thrive at all three levels is not seen by all all quarterbacks across the conference. In fact, it's probably not seen by quite a variety of the conference quarterbacks in the Big Ten. When Tanner is at his best, he can be a top-four quarterback in this conference. He can be. He has the ability to be a top four guy. He's not going to outdo Stroud. He's not going to outdo Aiden O'Connell. He's probably not going to outdo Tua's brother at Maryland. But I think he can be right in that conversation with Cade over at Michigan, with Peyton Thorne at Michigan State, and with Sean uh, Clifford at Penn State. He can be right in the conversation with those guys. We just need him to be at his best in the moments that call for it. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Lockdown Golden Gophers. If you enjoyed the show, let me know down below. I appreciate you. Hit subscribe on YouTube, and we'll talk tomorrow about Gold Idols.